Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast, Conversations About Impact, where entrepreneurs and leaders share how they have impact, the sweet moments, and the challenges. I'm your host, Ursula York. I help entrepreneurs grow successful businesses that make a difference in the world. Impact is more than mission, more than purpose, even more than your why. Impact is where your unique self and business meet the world and contribute to making it better for all of us. These stories are here to inspire and energize you so you can have your own unique impact. Today's guest on the podcast is Thomas Cumberbatch. Thomas is the CEO and Creative Director at Godspeed Communications, an identity and digital media agency that specializes in conveying a brand's soul through creative strategy and integrated new media solutions. Godspeed's expertise lies in the area of digital strategy, brand strategy, copywriting, web and mobile app development, commercial film production, graphic design, and ad campaigns. Their vision is to transform the anatomy of business by inspiring a love affair between brands and community. Welcome to the podcast, Thomas. I'm really glad to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad as well. So you've had such an interesting professional path. I mean, you've gone from football player to entrepreneur and probably a few other things as well. Can you tell us a bit about how did you get to this point of, of uh, building your company? <laughs> well, you know, um, like most uh, collegiate athletes, you know, we think that we're going to play in the pros and we'll play forever. Um, and I, was, I, I wasn't different. And, you know, that wasn't really the path that um, – that God had chosen for me. But, you know, when I realized at some point while I was uh, pursuing a professional career um, that, you know, that football wasn't going to be my path, it was really tough, you know, and I went through, um, I'd say like a minor depression. You know, I spent a lot of time in my room, in my bed, I was sleeping all day and I didn't even understand why, but I realized that this sport that I had loved, um, you know, since the age of 13, uh, was so important to me. You know, I tell people, you know, football was like, was like God to me. And um, I just remember going through this period where I said, you know what, I need to stop this nonsense. I need to get out of my bed. And I need to figure out who I am. And that journey was so special. I remember thinking about some of the, I said, you know, playing football has brought me so much joy. What else in life has, has brought me this this amount of joy and in, in, honestly i thought back to times when i was in front of a computer in university cutting up um film for um a banquet that we had called the purple and silver banquet where we would invite our top recruits every year and that, and you know our coaches used to get me to cut that film up so that we could play our best highlights for these youngsters and um and i just remember saying you know what i need to start messing around with video again and um, I decided to start Godspeed and Godspeed actually started off as a, as a film company. Mm. And, um, and over the, over the years it evolved into a full service identity firm. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the kind of the Coles notes to, to my <laughs> The quick version. The yeah. quick version. Yeah. Well, you describe your company's vision as a love affair between brands and communities. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. Um, you know, when I think about communities and I think about neighborhoods, you know, I close my eyes and I see people walking in the streets. Um, I hear families 
talking at the dinner table through their, uh, through their windows, their open windows. But I also see a ton of businesses. I see businesses everywhere. You know, I see um, the, you know, the, the, the local market. I see the shoemaker. You know, I see the corner store. I see the mechanic. I see the gas stations. I see the, you know, the, the McDonald's and, and all of the other restaurants. Um, and I realize that, you know, brands are so influential. And if we, can, if we can build brands in a way that express um, their love for community, when they honor the people who buy their products and services, when they think about some of the systemic issues that are plaguing communities, I know that it will make our world better. And, you know, for us, if, if at the end of the day, you know, at Godspeed, we call the vision the big dream. At the end of the day, the big dream, at the end of the day, if, if there is a strong bond between brands and the people around them, then I think that that is, that is a real good, that's a, that's a great place for, um, for the world to be. When um, some of the most influential people um, in business um, are able to invest in, in their community and see the people around them thriving. I just think, you know, for us, that's just such a, it's, a, it's, it's our big dream at Godspeed. Hmm. Well, you've really, uh, uh, you've really gone through, uh, you, you've involved yourself in the things that, that really support that, that really look at community. And I, I want to come back to your brand, but I also know that you're, you're co-founder of Good City People and, um, and that you're committed to that. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, Good City People. I'll tell you how that started. Um, one day I was driving home. I think it was like November 2016. And I was just feeling, feeling empty. And it was weird because, you know, we, I think we do very impactful, important work at Godspeed, but I just felt like, um, I felt like there was a level of impact that we weren't reaching as a company. And, you know, I said to myself, I said, you know, I don't want to just, you know, sell widgets and doodads. And that's, that's really not the case. We weren't selling (laughs) widgets and doodads, but at the same time I was saying, you know, I don't want to just, I don't want to just do business. I don't want to just do transactions. I, I want I want, a, I want a place where I can, with my peers, um, support the city and support the people who are doing good in our city. And, and you're in Ottawa, Canada, for the people who, who are listening. Just yeah. to, yes, yeah. and that's, that's Canada's capital. And, you know, I said to myself, I said, I need to build a community. And what I started to do with my team is we started to reimagine the way that the that godspeed existed every day and lived every day in our physical space so i partnered with one of our clients manon prince interiors it's m-a-n-o-n prince interiors um she she created this basically this sketch of you know a seven thousand square foot space with a bunch of you know different offices and different collaborative spaces and i said I want to turn Godspeed into a community. Hmm. What ended up happening was a friend of mine said, Hey, you know, after sharing the vision with him, he said, Hey, you need to talk to one of our other friends, our mutual friends, Dave Harder. And he, and he said, talk to Dave because Dave has a vision for, 
for the city that I think this could plug into. It's not, it's not the same, but I think it could plug into it. So, you know what? I called our mutual friend, uh, Dave, and, you know, I got together with him at about nine o'clock one night, sat on his patio and we spoke. By the time we left, we knew that it would be better to do, to do what we were, what we're looking to do together. And um, together we founded Good City People. And it's really an organization and more so it's a community that, um, that fosters collaboration and gathering and support um, and is a, it really is a platform and a space for storytelling. And we, we, we get together um, every quarter for an event called Gather where we have a bunch of food you know, around the table um, is where we, a lot of us find, really discover who we are uh, together. And we decided to kind of center that, um, that engagement around food. And uh, we tell stories and it's people who are doing good in the community who often feel isolated and alone um, now have a broader community in Gather and Good City People. And, you know, our pillars are art. So the, the art community, uh, the youth, and people who are, who are doing good in the city. And we just kind of platform them and support them as they, as they grow our city uh, the right way. And how is the program supporting youth? Is it bringing them into the storytelling process, helping them explore who they are? Yes, 100%. Um, right now, we're in the process of partnering with an organization called YLAC, the Young Leaders Advisory Council. And um, one of the things that, um, that we came up with was something called Identity Camp. And what we're doing is we're taking our process that we, that we, our discovery process that we use at Godspeed to build brands. And we're walking these young people through that process, you know, over time to help them to, um, to help them to, to, to discover themselves on a deeper level and understand that, you know, they were, they were created and crafted for amazing things. And that sometimes all we need to do is peer more intimately into our own identities. And that's something that we'll be partnering with, with them to do um, this year. And, um, you know, there, we also speak at, at youth events and things like that as well. Yeah. What an amazingly powerful process for young people is to really explore that. What does that mean? How does, how does who I am fit into what's happening around me? So powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, to, to get back to your, your business and, uh, that, area of your life where you're having impact. How do you see your work having impact? In what ways does it affect your, within your business with your team and clients and then in the community and the larger world? Well, you know, to be honest, I think that impact starts at an individual level. I think we think about impact as this macro thing. Everybody speaks, you know, thinks about impact as, you know, uh, you know, a herd of people affecting a herd of people. I think where Godspeed has its deepest impact is in its approach. And its approach, our approach at Godspeed is really to think about a brand as an individual and not an institution. So when people come into our doors or we enter into their doors and we begin that discovery process, we're, we literally have positioned ourselves to love the person in front of us. And what that does is it allows people to really open up and to discover the depth that they are. And I think that is our, our actual greatest impact. It's when we get to sit down with one person, two people, three people, and pour into them and then extract and unearth 
that you know what we call the soul that uh, that attracts their customers and um, and their partners to them. That's really the deepest impact that we're making is on a on an individual basis. Now, at the end of the day, I you know we live vicariously through our clients. That's why we choose our clients. <laughs> you know, our clients do amazing work. Like I mean, you're t- talking about clients like Ca- the Causeway Work Center in Ottawa. They um they're a social enterprise where they own. They basically run four social enterprises, but they're an organization that helps people who are, you know, quote unquote, hard to employ to find work, whether they've been previously incarcerated, whether they have physical challenges, mental health challenges um, and disabilities. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we are building brands like that. So that's also another way that we're creating impact is that we are building, um, you know, we are building brands that love their that love their cities and that's for us we think that you know that is actually our greatest impact the truth is our team can go and 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 you know pour soup at a soup kitchen mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that because someone needs to do that but given the skills that we have our impact i think our greatest impact is in doing what it is that we are best at which is building amazing soulful expressive brands well, there's so much in what you just said <laughs> that I want to dive into more deeply. But uh, let me just start with, um, you said you choose your clients. Yes. Is that a very purposeful process of these are the people that I want to work with? These are the companies that I want to, and organizations that I want to contribute to? 100%. Um, so you were asking me earlier about that Good City People story. Well, I think what happened was, is that at that point, I wasn't choosing the clients that we have. We weren't choosing our clients. Anybody who came through the door, we were working with. Mm-hmm. And we started to realize that we cared more than our clients. And it was exhausting, yeah. emotionally exhausting to say, hey, look, guess what? You have the opportunity to use your business to do this. And they're like, that's not really, we're not really interested in that. You know, uh, like how does that affect our bottom line? And I just, it was exhausting. So it was at that point that we really decided, you know what, it's time for us to, to choose our clients, to really choose our clients because we spend a lot of time at work at, you know, our, our studio, we're there eight to 10 hours a day. So for us, we said, you know what, if we're gonna spend all this time together and working with clients, we better be happy. And uh, we started choosing clients that, that care, that give a damn, you know, clients who, who, who understand that it's, it's important to create um, a great product and offer a wonderful service, a service that is rooted in excellence and integrity, but then to use the, the, um, the overflow and the result of doing great business and pour some of that back into the community. You know, we're all about legacy at Godspeed. And I see impact as legacy. And we like to call impact companies legacy companies because, you know, you, you say impact, but what, what impact? Legacy. It's when you're able to leave a legacy in the life of somebody. If you think about what's just happened, I don't know if you're, if you're aware, that, but there's a, a basketball player in the NBA who just, who just retired, Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. And they just created such a beautiful piece around the legacy that he's left in the lives of people. 
he's been trading jerseys with other players all season because it's his, he knew it would be his last season. I believe it was Budweiser created a piece where they said, well, look, we're going we're gonna to put him in a situation where he doesn't know who's coming in this gym, but there's going to be you know, five more jerseys that he trades. And they were people that he's left a legacy with. Like a girl who had graduated from college, he paid for her education. His oh, wow. mother, who was incarcerated as, you know, while he, when he was young, she, you know, she, she was recounting the story of how he, he kept encouraging her and the tears were running down his face when she said, look, I'm going to turn myself in and I need to go to jail. He ended up funding her church when she, when she got out. She became a pastor. You know, wow. um, incredible things. He did amazing things. And for me, that's like, that's, that's legacy. And that's what we want. That's what we want to leave in the lives of our clients. And that's what we're trying to help them leave in the lives of our communities. I love that, Thomas. Uh, it's such a powerful description. And uh, it really captures the, the aspects of the personal and the community at the same time. Uh, so that is so powerful. Well, you talk about soul when you talk about your business and um, you, you say that you capture the spirit of a brand through your process called the soul guide. Uh, what's that about? Is that something that you developed over time or was it, was it something that you kind of came into the business with? Well, it was definitely something that we developed over time. Now, the process is called the soul branding process. And the soul guide is actually our foundational product. And, okay. I'll, and I'll explain that to you. So bef- whether somebody comes in and they need, you know, an overhaul on their visual identity system, or they need a brand film, or they need a new website, you know, or they want a campaign, everything starts with the soul guide. The soul branding system... Um, we needed to implement something deeper. When we first started, it, you know, it's probably akin to the status quo in, in discovery, in branding. You know, just we were asking the, the, the kind of the fundamental questions and we were building brands based on our ideas. I realized that we needed to get to know our clients, our friends, our partners more intimately in order to really create something that was memorable, that was different. You know, our pillars, our, our brand pillars at Godspeed, uh, we call it our body mass index, our BMI, um, stands for bold, meaningful, and influential. Mm-hmm. And in order to build or to create and craft work that is bold, meaningful, and influential, we need to really know the people who are driving the brands that, that, um, that we work with. So we basically said, look, this process needs to be more soulful. We need to spend more time talking about life with these people and not just business. And that's what we did. And over time, we've developed something called the Soul Guide. And it's like a, you know, 50 to 100 page document that literally is the soul of this brand in a book, a beautifully designed and crafted book. Um, And, you know, what we what we call it is internally kind of our nickname for it is the mirror. You know, if the, if the clients can't look at it and see themselves, then it's, then it's not real. So what we do is we, we aim to create a mirror and that's what the soul guide is. That's great. Well, you talk, I love this terminology. You describe your clients as soul rebels. So why rebels? (laughs) You know, 
when you think about the status quo in business, you know, it's, it's profit. It's, you know, capitalism. And not all capitalism is bad, but ca- this capitalism and profit. You know, anybody who works against the grain, you know, has an outlaw archetype. <laughs> and that's, that's who our clients are. They say, you know what? I'm going to do business differently. I'm not going to do, do things the regular way. And on top of that, I'm going to make sure that whatever I create is not only good inherently, but that it, that it expresses well that it's beautiful, that it's bold, that it's energetic, um, that it's courageous, fearless, um, and unabashedly honest. And that's, that's what a soul rebel is. A soul rebel is somebody who, who does business in a way that works against what we traditionally know as regular business. Soul rebel isn't afraid um, and, and for anybody who's listening, if you want to see, you know, our more eloquent uh, definition of what a soul rebel is, it's on the client's page on our website at godspeed.com, G-O-D-Z-Speed.com. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, I'd love to, to explore a little more about the kind of inner workings of Godspeed and, and it, how your business has evolved. And, one of the aspects of uh, being the founder and the leader of your company is this is leadership and how you lead. And I, I think of companies like yours that are consciously creating impact as being led by impactful leaders. So how have, how have you evolved your own leadership? What's, what are some things that you've done to really help you be a better leader, feel better as a leader, and really create the kind of environment in your company that you want to create? That's a great question, Ursula. Um, You know, there are two things. I've learned to say less and to step back. And I mean, I don't want you to hear those the wrong way. Saying less and stepping back doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I shouldn't say anything and that I shouldn't be involved with anything. But I think where I've evolved the most as a leader is in my realization that I am so blessed with this amazing team that that really cares about our clients and they care about the vision at Godspeed. And there was a time when I was kind of in everybody's face all the time. (laughs) And what I'm learning every day is that what everybody calls mistakes are actually not mistakes. They're all opportunities. They're growth opportunities. And I realized that I was impeding my team from experiencing more growth opportunities. Mm. The thing is that people, a lot of people don't know about me is that my, other than coding a website, writing code, I can do everything. I'm a copywriter. I'm a commercial photographer. I'm a cinematographer. I'm a director. I'm a brand strategist. You know, I'm a designer. 
I can like I literally and I and I say this with humility. I'm not saying I'm the best at at, at all of those, but I can actually do all those things. And that's how I started Godspeed. It was just me, and I would do all of that for for clients. But I realized that that at some point, me implementing those things in the company or using those 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 skills wasn't growing Godspeed. It was stunting Godspeed. Hmm. And I think that's something that leaders need to be cognizant of is, is when is it time for us to realize that it's okay for the people around us to make the mistakes we have that maybe they haven't seen. We, we've gotten to the place that we are as leaders because of all of the, you know, quote unquote mistakes, which we call opportunities that we've made, you know, that we have, you know, so um, that's where I think I've grown the most as a leader, to be honest. Well, it's so tempting for leaders to, especially when you've been the one who's done everything to begin with, making that transition to having more people involved in the company, of having more impact through that and allowing people to grow. It's a real challenge to make that shift. I, I know you and I were both at a, a conference last week, the Momentum Summit in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and the a lot of the conversations that I became involved with were around with founders having the discussion about how do you make that transition from founder to really leading a, a rapidly growing company. And that's, that's been one of the tough, tough shifts. Did you find it hard to do when you were in that process? Did you get a lot of support in that? Well, I'm kind of in that process right now. Um, you know, it's tough because, you know, as a founder, sometimes, and I think one of the, one of the speakers mentioned this, um, CEO of uh, Traditional Medicinals, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brent, Brent Kellison. That's right. He said, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, you're the person to get the company to a certain point and then somebody else needs to come in and take it to the next level. Um, I, I'm not sure yet what that looks like for us because we are growing, we're growing fast. Um, I know right off the bat, like I am not a, I'm not a natural manager. Um, I am a, I'm a big idea guy. I'm a vision. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a visionary. Um, you know, people say, Thomas, what do you think your greatest gift is? I think my greatest skill and I, and I bless God every day for this is that I see things. I see things when they're done at the beginning. And, you know, there are things that, you know, as I walk into the space that we have, we have a, you know, a, a studio in uh, a developing neighborhood in Ottawa. And it was such a dump. And so many people like saw it when we, when we, when we were looking at the space and said, Thomas, like, this is not going to work. But the issue was, is that I saw the way it looks right now, <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, so, right. so, you know, that's my gift. And I think moving forward, I may need to find that person who can help me to take it to the next level. That's the truth. If I'm going to be honest and transparent, um, you know, I, I like living in dreamland. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do it well. So, um, and I love doing that with our clients. And I, I realize that, you know, someone is going to have to obsess over the business and over the growth. I'm so, you know, I'm so concentrated on, on creative ideas and, and getting to the core of people's souls 
that there are times when I know that if I had somebody there all day really thinking about, you know, the bottom line, uh, God's people would probably grow much faster. And, you know, <laughs> anyhow, that's where I am right now in terms of growth. I think I might need someone riding shotgun. <laughs> Well, a lot of entrepreneurs are like you. I'm like you in the sense of of being visionary, of really seeing the big picture and being excited about possibilities. And there's the very practical aspects of where do you see opportunities for maybe new offerings or or serving different client groups or different forms of revenue. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really the marriage of the two that helps bring a business together. So that doesn't always have to reside in one person. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you said in a, a panel discussion that uh, this was at the SOCAP conference that when you understand who you are, you'll understand what your company's internal culture will be. So, who are you, Thomas? Thomas Cumberbatch. <laughs> you know what? I love people. That's where I'm going to start. I love people. And um, I don't like to waste time doing things that don't mean anything that's and I've been like that my whole life I've always um I've always valued meaningful engagements with people and it's funny because when you think about it when you think about kind of the end result or the end product at Godspeed that's exactly what we're creating is meaningful engagements between brands and the people who who who, who come into contact with them the people who love them and I think that um you know, that has really developed a culture at Godspeed that allows, gives space to challenging ideas and asking why a bunch of times and saying why not a bunch of times and asking clients, you know, what's deeper? That's nice, but what's deeper? I mean, there are times in discovery where I'll ask a client a question or one of our strategists will ask a client a question. No answer it, seemingly passionately, and I'll look at them square in the face and say, I do not believe you. <laughs> and they're always taken aback, like, whoa, like, how dare you? Well, you know what? If I'm going to be honest, I don't believe you. I believe that there's something deeper. And every single time, 10 out of 10, 100% of the time, there's something deeper, and we're able to find it. And they go, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I have had, you know, CEOs in their blue suits and blue dress shirts in tears on my couch. Wow. So that's who I am. And I think what that's done is it's, um, it's attracted people who want to do something more. Our copywriter, I asked him last week, I said, or two weeks ago, I said, I said, like, why are you working here? Like, what? you're so good at what you do. You could do this anywhere. Why are you at Godspeed? And he goes, Thomas, I'm going to tell you something. It sounds fluffy as heck. But I believe in the work that we do for people here. Yeah. I believe in the impact that we, cre- that we create in collaboration and partnership with our clients. And, you know, I just, he just, he said that and didn't take his eyes off me. Like he's saying, look, I'm, this is honestly what it is. And I just said, okay. I said, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, there's nothing fluffy about that. I mean, that's so powerful. Yes. To be engaging people at that level. So, I mean, the, sati- the satisfaction and the work of doing something that you know is having impact. That's 
it's not a given and it's something that's uh it's obviously valued by by your folks yes for sure and yeah. i'm blessed by that yeah so you're so passionate about what you do it comes through so clearly and i i wonder why is it important to you to have impact and you've touched on it in a number of ways but uh can you a little more explicit about why is this important? Why not just build a company that's making making money and go off and do other things in the community as a kind of a separate activity? Why do you choose to build it into everything? You know, that's a great question. And I'm going to answer this as honestly as I can. You know, one things I'm one one of the things I'm very proud of is my faith. And I believe that I was placed on this earth for a reason and that I was crafted intentionally. And I haven't always believed that in my life. So I'm very proud of this, this, uh, this cognitive state that I'm in right now. Um, if I didn't leave a legacy I think that wouldn't be doing my creator, my parents, my friends, the people who have sold into my life, I don't think that'd be doing them any justice. I think I have a responsibility to be remembered. And it's not an ego thing. You're remembered, if it's positive, you're remembered for the good things that you do. And I think it's my mission to do those good things. And I, I, I see life as such a privilege. You know, we're in a, in a situation right now. This is, you know, maybe this podcast will be on the internet for a long time. I'll contextualize this. You know, like a couple of weeks ago, a rapper named Nipsey Hussle was shot dead in California. And his funeral, I think, is actually today at the Staples Center. You know, it's very unfortunate that somebody who was so impactful in their community, such a soul rebel, loses their life or ends life that way. But guess what? No one is going to forget him because of the impact he made, not around the globe, in his neighborhood. I think it's important for all of us to identify what our mission is and where we're called to create impact and to be remembered human beings are very special and human beings need to understand that there's always something more and there's something deeper and that our stories don't have to end when our breath does that's why i do what i do every day ursula mm. that's so beautifully said thank you thomas wow wow i was really moved by that um well, as you're, as you're navigating this impact, this, these things that you feel called to do, all of us inevitably have challenges in that journey. And what would you say is, has been your biggest challenge in creating impact with your business? I think the biggest challenge is actually something very kind of uh, practical and pragmatic. It was, it's actually running a business, like understanding how to, um, how to structure a business that, that allows you to, to carve out time 
for certain things, you know, prioritizing time, you know, knowing how many people to hire or not. You know, there are times when we, we had too many projects. I remember at one point, you know, our, our team of 10 had 37 active projects. That's wow. insane. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what happened to me during that time was I gained about 60 pounds and became a diabetic. <laughs> in wow. that in that time frame because I was just my body didn't even know how to process food anymore I wasn't even eating in a day mm-hmm. um you know so the, the biggest challenge for me in creating impact was is really honestly like was was building a business with you know the right structure so that I can even think about it there are times when I wasn't even thinking about godspeed's impact I was just thinking about getting projects done <laughs> you know <laughs> getting things out the door on time and I think that when you have a business that's sound, that uh, we have a machine that's running well and it's oiled and it's tuned, then you have this, the mental space, the mental real estate to think and to plan and to say, you know what, now, you know what, I can actually program the impact I want to make into my day to day. And that's, that, that's been my greatest challenge. Um, but at the same time, it's been, I think, my greatest success as I get better at it every day. And our team gets better at it every day. Yeah, it's great to see the flip side of it as well. Yeah. Well, as you're as you're doing all this, as you're learning about how to manage a business and grow it, I, how are, how do you manage your own energy? Because we can get so caught up in being purpose driven that you can kind of let your own self care and energy dissipate and. Uh, do you have a daily practice that you do? Is there other things that you do to help keep your energy going? You know, I wish I had a better answer for you than the one I'm about to give you, <laughs> but I don't manage my energy that well. And I can say that I think it is my desire to create impact that actually keeps me going. Um, I am in the, you know, every day I'm, I'm, I'm trying to implement better ways to take care of myself and to um, and to give myself time and to get to sleep. And one of the things I did is I actually started waking up at 5 a.m. Um, and going to bed earlier. And the reason why is because you know I'm able to I'm able to accomplish more in a day. And accomplishing more in a day means I'm able to give myself a little bit more time. So I spend more time with my son. In the morning, I have a three-year-old and a 17-month-old, and um, the three-year-old is in daycare, and I get to spend more time with him as you know I get him ready in the morning to go, and that channels me and centers me, and it actually positions me to be more impactful because I'm not just sprinting off the door like I used to. So that's one thing is work, waking up earlier every day. Um, but there's a lot of there's a, there are a lot of things that I know I could be doing better to maintain my energy. But I think you know my emotional energy is really what keeps me keeps me going because the, the truth is I'm tired every day. But um, but I'm just I'm just moved and passionate about what I do, and the more emotional space I can give myself to uh, to center myself in is is the better. You know, spending more time with my wife and my children. It's been um, this year. That was my that was my goal. Uh, I didn't really have a business goal, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> I just said, you know what? I need to spend more time with my family. And that's been that has helped my business so much. I can't even I can't even tell you. So that's where I get my energy. Yeah, that's great. And and we're all a work in progress, aren't we? That's right. Yeah. 
Well, I always end these interviews with a rapid round of, of three questions about impact. Are you game? I'm game. Let's go. All right. <laughs> What's the biggest thing you've learned about having impact? I've learned that having impact is something that we all desire. I haven't met one client or one individual that we've helped to achieve more impact or to, to have more impact, regret it. Everybody said, you know, more meaning in my business has made me better at business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and business is really part of life rather than the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. What's the one thing you've consistently done that's contributed to your success and impact the most? That's a great one. Um, you know what it is? Just not stopping. You know, I think a lot of times we have these, these, these grand ideas and these big dreams and big visions. Um, and when we don't, when we're not achieving them the way that, that, uh, that we've seen them in our heads and our hearts, we, we get discouraged and we slow down. I think what I've done is I've just kept, I've, I have not stopped. And I'm realizing that, you know, very little, like, decisions that are seemingly small lead to bigger things, you know? And I think about decisions I've made that were small and I, and I realize that some of those decisions have brought me all over the world. You know, a small decision got me to SOCAP this year on a panel, you know, like, and I'm, and I'm you know, a, a boutique agency in Ottawa, Canada, and I end up there. I think you just got to keep going, keep moving. That's great. Well, the last question is, what's one insider piece of advice you'd share with another business owner who's saying, I want to have impact. I want to have more impact. I want to contribute more. What would you say to them? I would ask them, when you look around your neighborhood, what is, what problem or challenge in your neighborhood are you called to contribute to solving? And I would tell them that it doesn't matter how big or how small it is. So if it means that you see that there are people in a park across from your, from your office that are sitting in the heat and don't have water, then make sure that your business puts a fund aside to keep cases of water that you bring over to people once a day in the park so that they don't, so they don't get sick or die of heat stroke. It doesn't have to be monumental. Can you, can you, can you identify a challenge or problem that you think you're called to solve? And then, and then start, and then start by, by serving someone with one act. That's great. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. I've uh, really enjoyed hearing about your perspectives on impact and what you're doing with your own company um, and really bringing soul to the branding process uh, and, and contributing to your 
neighborhood and, and community. So thank you for sharing all of that today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Big time. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? The best way to reach me is, um, is by email, thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, at godspeed.com. That's G-O-D-Z speed.com. That's G-O-D-Z speed.com. That's probably the best way. Um, and if someone wants to speak to me, um, you can call me at, uh, at uh, 613-406-2537. That's 613-406-2537, extension 103. Okay, great. Well, thank you for the work you're doing in the world, Thomas. Thank you for the work you're doing in the world as well, Ursula. Thank you so much. Thank you. Join us for more episodes. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. You can even help spread the word. Leave a review if you like what you've heard. Thanks for listening. Until next time, for ongoing support so you can have your own impact, Join our community of entrepreneurs like you by liking the Work Alchemy Facebook page.